0: Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth, and motherhood, with a side dose of humor along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous, boys under four i want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood mama matters is a podcast by lenny rose active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes
1: ivf does sometimes cause separation between partners and so this Mm -hmm. is a great time to come back to each other reignite that intimacy and when we hug and we touch it releases oxytocin and oxytocin is the bonding hormone welcome back. Oh, So great to be
0: here. Episode two already. And if you haven't already listened in to number one, we uh, chatted with Dr. Guy Skinner and really, really informative and uplifting episode around pregnancy and COVID-19. So jump back over to episode one if you haven't already. Uh, we are on the COVID train at the moment uh, just because it really is my mission with this show to arm women throughout the whole pregnancy journey to motherhood and beyond uh, with The most up to date information, and you know, really believe that knowledge is confidence. And so, when we arm ourselves with knowledge, we can, uh, you know, I guess act in the best way forwards and stay as positive as possible. Our next guest is Dr. Amanda Waldike, who is an integrative Chinese medicine practitioner with a focus on fertility, female endocrinology, and supporting women through every phase of life. And she is the director and founder of Andia Women's Health Clinic. Amanda's approach is soul meets science guiding her patients to ultimate health with a whole body system. She is also a master yoga teacher and the co-founder of Mindful Pregnancy Yoga Training, a modern approach to yoga for fertility, hormone balance, pregnancy and post-baby. I've personally known Amanda for a number of years and am always humbled by her passion and dedication to women's health. I was so delighted when she agreed to come on as one of our first guests on the show. She works tirelessly in the field of women's health and closely with IVF patients and their medical team. and is not only a wealth of knowledge, but one of the kindest and most authentic people I have met. So thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, Amanda. I know you're super, super busy, mum of two. You've got your own thriving fertility and sort of pregnancy women's wellness business. So it's such a privilege to grab a snippet of your time, and you are always so generous with your time and support. Um, so thank you and welcome.
1: Thanks. Great to be here. Well, now we've actually got time to record, don't we? That we've got <laughs> home.
0: Yeah, a little bit more uh, space. Yes, <laughs> in and a lot of senses. <laughs> (laughs) Okay, so we will kick straight off into it. Someone who has worked in pregnancy, all aspects of women's wellness, natural fertility, is a doctor of Chinese medicine and works so closely with IVF medical teams and has done for years. I would really love to have your opinion on the current situation with fertility treatments, especially in light of the recent announcements of the suspension of Category 1 and Category 2 elective surgeries and just how this affects women in, I guess, three categories. We've got those who are currently in cycle or or currently in treatment, those who are planning to commence treatment and those who are in fertility preservation who might be needing to freeze eggs for cancer treatment, for example. So can you explain what this means for each of these groups of individuals?
1: Absolutely. So, for well, we know that at the moment they've suspended um, IVF treatments, and that is for except for those that are considered in a category one. And category one means if you're currently in a stimulated cycle or going for egg collection, then you still are able to continue with your IVF treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you do a transfer or not, a fresh transfer that will be decided with your IVS specialist. So mm-hmm. at the moment, there's still negotiations going on between um, patients and IVF specialists. Mm-hmm. For the Category 2, uh, for those that are wanting to currently start an IVF cycle, it's been advised by all the IVF clinics and for the Fertility Association of Australia that we suspend those treatments at the moment until we know that we're actually, well, the government gives us permission to go back into practice again. So for those that are wanting to start your cycle, unfortunately, you're going to have to put that on hold. And I know, you know, this creates a lot of angst for everyone, particularly for our women that have a reproductive age. Mm. Um, For those that you just, when you're on that IVF cycle in the wheel, you just want to kind of keep the ball rolling. So it's really hard emotionally um, and also physically and mentally, and those in category three, which is the preservation of your fertility. So for. Um, things like cancer patients, then you are still you're still guided by your IVF specialist, but there are, is still the opportunity to be able to go in and freeze your eggs. So there's there are the three different categories, but at the moment, most IVF clinics are really trying to minimize the amount of contact that patients are having with inside the clinic. So, you know, we know that a lot of the practices have changed and now also too, that they are offering telehealth conferencing. For those that are doing the immunosuppressant treatments that, are currently still in an IVF cycle, the doctors are still seeing their patients for that Mm. currently.
0: And so... Is the the main MO here um, because there's increased risk to a fetus, or is it mainly around preserving as much of the social distancing practices as possible, so that there's not as much patient to doctor contact, or is it to relieve the load on the healthcare system of something that's in somebody's eyes seen as, I guess, well, it is categorised as elective, obviously, but you know, a lot of people won't feel that way about that, and understandably,
1: yes. So, I mean. The- the thing is, it's... The primary transmission is believed to occur through respiratory droplets from coughing and seasoning mm. and also to where within close proximity of each other so less than six feet distance between individuals so whilst they're still not really sure of the like how the transmission it's not fully understood mm. is that you know the incubation can be anywhere from three to seven days but up to as long as two weeks so mm. you've seen how rapidly the virus is spreading so mm. what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're we are coming into contact because of the way that the virus is spreading it's so so rapid in its transmission and mm. we just we do we need to protect each other we need to protect our healthcare system as well mm. we've seen what's happened in Italy there's not enough medical supplies to be able to support those that are and it goes in and it completely well it's pneumonia so then it blows mm. down the respiratory function of the lungs so it's it is terrible actually and so we can't afford everyone to be to be sick because we we can't cope from a medical standpoint as well and Mm -hmm. also too for the for the health of each other yeah absolutely and so I'm sure is you know
0: one of the most heartbreaking um, things to go through if you're in that sort of category at the moment and also because I guess one of the hardest things is we just don't know when things are going to you know go back to normal and when treatment can be resumed and I guess if you're in that you know your reproductive age is an issue then that's going to obviously be you know very hard to swallow but I think if we can yet look Look at it in that light that we perhaps don't have a lot of choice at the moment in terms of so being socially responsible and and doing everything that we can to to get things under control as quickly as possible. And by observing these measures, then perhaps we can you know get things under control a little bit quicker. So yeah, I guess that's that's definitely one way that we can look at it.
1: It is, and it's also too we don't really you know there's no research out. There's only a couple of bits of research that have come out in terms of you know effects of the mother on pregnancy, which I'm sh- I think you've covered.
0: We don't have a lot of data in the early period. So, you know, most of the data is coming out of China and out of Italy and a little bit out of the UK. But, you know, it's looking at more around third trimester. So well, they're not actually sure if there is a link because there's just not enough data. But there, yeah, there are there were some women out of China that did have preterm birth more, I think, at around that sort of 36 weeks. So not horrendous. But yeah, but they weren't 100% certain of the, the link. What are some um, practical things that, you know, women experiencing perhaps a cessation of treatment or, you know, they're in that sort of really, really unfortunate position where, you know, they're wanting to go through fertility treatment, but now uh, you know that has been taken away for the moment. What are some things that they can do, I guess, to help support themselves through this period?
1: Absolutely. And I think we're all really sort of like feeling that fear and panic. And that's mm-hmm. even more heightened when you are in the middle of, you know, or well, the cessation of your IVF treatment. During this time, it's really important that we maintain our mental health. Uh, mm. And one of the most important things that we can do is just to talk about our feelings even to our partner. It's really great that the IVF clinics are offering more of a support service. Mm. I think also too if we can look by meditation a regular meditation practice, even if that's just for five minutes a day, giving us an opportunity to come out of that flight or fight response, that's stress state into parasympathetic where we can feel a sense of peace and calm Mm -hmm. and even breathing exercises I think you know so many of us spend a lot of time in our heads and it's even more heightened during this time that simple breathing exercises give us the opportunity to then have an embodied experience rather than being our thoughts Mm. so even just some deep belly breathing is always a great way it helps to initiate the vagus nerve which then calms our nervous system and another great way is also you know, the foods that we eat. So whilst you're already on your fertility journey, don't stop. I think that people think... You know, we're like, oh my gosh, with what's going on, we've all been to the supermarket, we've all stocked up on lots of frozen foods, that we still have an opportunity to be able to continue the way that we're eating. So don't fall off the wagon, stay on the wagon, be mm. <laughs> hydrated, still eat all your nutritious foods, making sure that you are supporting your immune system. Even a better opportunity now to, and vitamin C, we know it's a common one, but it's a great one because it's a high antioxidant, it's antibacterial or antiviral. So you can, from eating your broccolis, which are also your cruciferous, that helps to metabolize your estrogen, but it also helps to boost your vitamin C. You've got your strawberries, uh, you've got capsicum. So really making sure that you are eating well and eating good food rather than your processed foods. And another one that's really important is oxytocin so whilst we're not able to be within social distancing of each other we have an opportunity to really reconnect with our partners and this is a big one ivf does sometimes cause separation between partners and so this Mm -hmm. is a great time to come back to each other reignite that intimacy and when we hug and we touch it releases oxytocin and oxytocin is the bonding hormone so in clinic i've been saying that there's going to be a lot more people falling pregnant at home because guess what you've got time to do it (laughs) you can put your feet up in the air if you want to (laughs) you're not rushed it's not like quick hurry up I've got to get up I've got to go to work so you can unless you have three children unless you have three children or any children it's a really nice time to be able to connect back in and i mean that's even for those that do have children an Mm -hmm. opportunity to spend more time with your kids as well tracking your cycle come back to you know understanding when you are that you're ovulating and making the most of these opportunity of this opportune moment where you are at home still try naturally you know you just never Mm -hmm. know
0: and you know I think one of the big things from my understanding is that managing stress levels because our um, sex hormones are so interlinked with our, you know, just general hormonal system around fight or flight and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And so, although, you know, it is a time where we might be feeling really really stressed it's a time to do everything that we can especially if you're in that sort of reproductive journey to you know bring yourself back into balance you know on a daily basis like it's just a work in process all the time isn't
1: it it is well stress is cortisol and we know that cortisol not only disrupts biological feedback system which is our hypothalamus pituitary ovarian access so where Mm -hmm. it can influence ovulation and change the lengths of our cycles it also too cortisol suppresses the immune system so like you said it's just really kind of maintaining our health on a daily basis and so don't stop taking your supplements. Continue to take all your supplements that work on your egg quality, that work by supporting your hormones. Get outside. The best type of vitamin D is D3, and that's the one that's from the sun. So, if you have an opportunity, it's also an immune modulator as well. Get outside, be in the sun, and take these opportunities to really slow back down and connect back into nature. Because, you know, we are, women are particularly like nature. We're like the seasons. So, yeah. <laughs> it is a great reminder for all of us even though it is we are on pause take advantage of this moment of pause and sometimes I say we're having clients that are going doing repeated cycle one after the other is that the body likes its own natural rhythm it's important that we come back to that natural rhythm and we give our body space to breathe in between Mm. cycles so can take on that mindset change your perspective around and go, okay, we're on pause, but this is going to give me an opportunity for me to get my body back, um, Mm -hmm. for me to bring balance back into my hormones. So when I do go back, you may actually be, you know, five steps ahead instead of ten steps backwards.
0: Yeah, that's such a great, great point. Yeah, awesome.
1: Okay, and you also
0: mentioned earlier before we pressed record that you have some great resources that you can share with our audience to help them be supported throughout this period too? Are you able to give
1: us the lowdown on those? So I wrote a book a couple of years ago, a digital book called Body Baby Ready. So this will literally, it's like coming in and seeing me for a, an appointment. So I walk with you through each step of what's required to support you on your fertility journey, all the blood tests that are needed or your hormone tests from foods to eat, the opportune times to have sex. And it's just a beautifully, it's got all my pearls of wisdom. It's a beautifully written book. It's like a magazine it's easy to follow and then also too next week at 7 30 i'm going to be doing a sister circle for anyone that's going through an ibf cycle an opportunity to come together as a group and just be able to share how you're feeling in a safe and sacred space okay and that's melbourne based that's melbourne based so that will be 7 30 wednesday night
0: I'll share the details in the show notes, perhaps, um, so that if you're happy for me to to share that, um, that would be lovely, as well as the details on how they can um, download your ebook, which is such a lovely offer. Thank you so much, and thanks so much for your time. Um, thanks, Rosie. I really appreciate it. What an incredibly challenging time it is at the moment, especially for those along the fertility journey. And my heart really does go out to you. I hope that some of the information provided by Amanda gives you the tiniest bit of solace. And if you'd like to grab the uh, Body Baby Ready Guide, I'll provide the links uh, to her website as well as her social handles to find out more about her IVF sister circle and all of the amazing things her team are doing to support you through this period. I'll also include links to telehealth Counselling Services and IVF Australia, who are updating their site daily with information as the situation evolves. We are sending out so much love to anyone out there affected by the elective surgery suspension and hope that there is a silver lining in there somewhere for you, even if it is just the knowledge that you are doing your bit to uh, stop the spread of this crazy pandemic and supporting your fellow Australians. Please reach out to your support network and your friends and family remotely, of course, during this time, and of course, touch base with any of our interviewees for clarification or support. In episode three, I interview the amazing Jan Ireland, founder of Midwives and Mamas Australia, veteran midwife, and devoted mother and grandmother. We delve into the different roles of antenatal care, helping you to think differently about your own model of care, as well as how our current pandemic is affecting anti- and perinatal care and how you can best navigate this tricky time. If you're loving what you're listening to, then please share us on social media, uh, you can use the hashtag Mama Matters. And for more information and free resources on pregnancy and postpartum, you can jump on over to the Lenny Rose Active website, lennyroseactive.com.au. We've got free ebooks on there from exercise in pregnancy, exercise in postpartum, hospital checklists, and so much more on our Instagram and our IGTV. So, you know, it really is my mission just to educate and support women through the pregnancy to motherhood journey. So please jump on over and check out all of those amazing free resources. And we hope to catch you in the next episode. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian-owned, three-times-mum and physiotherapist-designed luxe, active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at Lenny Rose